saying the last few good mornings here and Don telling us that today is his birthday. So, um, <laughs> friends saying I hate tardiness, so I'm glad I'm not late. Uh, absolutely. Everybody can just wish, uh, Don a, a, uh, I lost track of where I am. A happy birthday this morning, and because he's saying today is his birthday, and we're glad that we didn't miss it. Uh, I, I do miss some. There are days that are just so very, very uh, busy. Yesterday was one of those, and uh, sometimes I just I miss the, the birthdays, and uh, that's one of the problems of having a couple thousand friends on Facebook uh, sometimes. So. But, um, yeah, anyway, 
If you missed the, the uh, presentation, uh, you can find it here on Facebook or on YouTube from last night, The uh, my mission presentation. Uh, it's there, and uh, we missed some of you yesterday that we didn't get to see, and in person, in the flesh, um, but probably good reasons, uh, celebrations in other places and things of that nature, but just want to let you know we missed you, uh, and uh, we did not leave any Mandazi for anyone. It was gone last night. Uh, Wendy told me, cut it off at this point, and at the end of the end of the session, I could see some still on the tray, and I said, "Hey, make sure and eat the uh, eat the mandazi," uh, and it was gone. So I came home with empty trays, which means if I want mandazi this morning, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to make some if I want it. Probably shouldn't be eating it fried dough, but um, it's kind of gotten into my system a little bit, and I, I enjoy it. We are in Acts chapter two. I almost want to say chapter 3, but we're only in chapter 2. This is the third part of chapter 2. Uh, we will finish this chapter today and uh, uh, be prepared for chapter 3 tomorrow. Um, this is one of my favorite sections when thinking about the church. I absolutely love uh, love this section. I think it is instructive for us. I think it gives us tracks on which to run in terms of our own lives, but even more importantly, tracks to run in the life of the church. Uh, And everybody that's a believer uh, in Jesus is a part of the church. doesn't mean that you're necessarily part of our local church. You might be part of another local church in some place like Lancaster, Pennsylvania, like Calvary Church. And uh, I saw a fantastic picture from the Calvary Church youth group from a, about a week ago, uh, Walter, and a packed room. I don't know how many kids were in that room. Looked like senior high kids. Looked like probably at least 100 of them in there. And uh, young, uh, I'm not sure of his first name, Gushikin is his last name. Uh, Kevin is the director of the Ph.D. in Leadership Studies program, and his son was uh, is a youth uh, and was speaking uh, at the event and packed room. It was exciting to see, um, but also tracks to run on our church in Reedville, Virginia, or in uh, the Philippines, or in Kenya, or wherever we may be. Um, I uh, keep praying. Uh, and the, the the church house yesterday was quite full. We had to bring in more chairs, and uh, it was full pretty much front to back. It wasn't like it was packed full. I don't want to say that, but but the trend, the right direction. So uh, praise God for that. Acts chapter 2, let's get into it because there are many of you here for just that very purpose, Acts chapter 2. Now, if you remember, Peter has just preached this phenomenal message um, in the verses preceding verse 42. Uh, and verse 41 uh, says this, those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to uh, their number that day. 3,000 people. I mean, would we long to see uh, an event, maybe a Belfast, bless the Bay event or something like that, and to see a bunch of people come to faith in Christ? 
you know, I think the next time we do an event like that in, in Belfast, which it's been several years, we're due to do an event like that. Uh, even more clear preaching, you know, more clear challenge for people to trust in Christ. That event, by the way, uh, was an event where uh, we had hot dogs and chips and water, and we had people doing manicures um, and people doing haircuts, and we were passing out bags of groceries. Uh, we had a prayer tent to pray with people. Um, we had gathered up a bunch of clothes, and that's one we might not do again, um, that part, because we had a great big box truck full of stuff, and most of it ended up going back to Goodwill or Salvation Army anyway. So that's one area we may may shy away from and do, do other things. Uh, bounce houses, we had that type of thing there in the park uh, in that event. We had we estimated about twenty five hundred people come through for that event. That was I don't know six seven eight years ago. Probably we did that particular event. We're due um, for an event like that. But I, I'm convinced even more preaching. We had uh, live worship music all day long. Different bands, different preachers preaching. Uh, but I we might do it a little differently and pray like mad, be on our faces like mad, because as it says here, there were 3,000 added to the number that day. Oh, that we would pray, that we would see that type of a, a phenomenal response to the gospel in our day. Absolutely. So what they do after that? What was the follow-up strategy, and, and what were those disciples doing? Well, let's look and see what they did here. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to the fellowship, to the breaking bread, and to prayer. Now, in our day, we we tend to think the apostles' teaching. That's the word of God. Well, yes, but you have to remember they did not have the, what we now think of as the word of God, as the word of God. Uh, they literally, physically, audibly had the apostles' teaching, and that's what they were listening to. Now, we know that numerous of the apostles wrote letters uh, like Paul wrote letters, John wrote letters, uh, Peter wrote letters, uh, and a few others wrote letters. Others wrote from memory uh, the history that they recalled, uh, like Matthew, Mike, like Mark, John also, and then Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, wrote. And we got to remember, folks, these things were not placed into a book as we have it. Um, so they're listening to the apostles' teaching. Now, what about the other apostles? What about the ones who didn't write books? Was their teaching valid? Absolutely. They were talking about what they heard, what they saw, what they handled. Uh, and so when it says the apostles' teaching, we have to go back to that day and remember they did not have a Bible as we have a Bible in our day. In our day, we do have a Bible. So for us, the apostles' teaching would be the word of God. For us, the, the the apostles' teaching would be all they had in the Old Testament. Now, you have to also remember that in those days, some of the Jewish people only considered Torah, only considered the Pentateuch, only considered the first five books. There are those that rejected the, the Psalms or those that rejected the the assembled writings or, or the, the gathered writings of, of various of the prophets. And there were other Jews who took all of it, who said, no, we're going to take all of it. Uh, I'm just trying to remind us that we did not always have what we now call the canon of Scripture. For us, what would we devote ourselves to? We would devote ourselves to, and I don't have one 
sitting here in front of me because it's on my computer screen. We have the scriptures, and, and to that we devote ourselves. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. For us to devote ourselves to the word of God, to want to learn it, to want to understand it, to want to memorize it, to want to discuss it, to to want to hear it spoken to us, to want to hear it explained to us, to be devoted to the apostles' teaching. Step number one. And that shows up in all kinds of ways. I mean, are we devoted to the apostles' teaching singly, individually, uh, in the, that we take it in? Now, you're sitting here listening to me blather on for a good half hour here uh, in the morning, and uh, you know that, that tells me that there is some aspect of devotion, not to me, but to God's Word, that you would be here listening as you are. Um, what about in our readings? Uh, daily breads or other studies that we're doing. And I remember uh, Lori Eaton uh, had done a, uh, through the the version uh, app on her phone, a whole bunch of different studies. So to be devoted individually, to be devoted corporately, that we want to have Bible studies, we want to hear, hear the Word of God proclaimed in our churches, uh, we want to be a part of small groups where we study God's Word, but that we would be devoted to God's Word. Now, there are four things to which they're devoted. The first is the apostles' teaching. The second is into the fellowship. Now, notice what it says there. It says right here, you can see it. It doesn't say to just fellowship. We don't X out the the. No, we to the fellowship. Um, it wasn't that they were just devoted to getting together at Dunkin' Donuts, having coffee, uh, or lattes and donuts and praying together. Wouldn't that be a novel thing if we got together at Dunkin' Donuts or Bell the Cat or someplace like that and had a, a nice beverage and prayed together? Wouldn't that be a novel thing? Hmm. We can do that, friends, uh, in, in restaurants like that. There's, not, there's no rule yet, anyway, that says we can't pray somewhere. Why not do that? But it isn't just talking about having fellowship. Again, I'll put it back on the screen. Notice there is a word, the fellowship. They were devoted to one another. They were devoted to their, if I can put it this way, to their local church. Now, I have good friends that are not committed into a local church. And sometimes I think as local churches, sometimes we miss the relationship with Jesus aspect of things. And I have a friend that, you know, really that's a huge deal to him and should be to all of us. Uh, and, and he uh, wandered around for a number of years until he found a place where he found a group of believers who were really uh, intently focused on trying to live life in Christ. We need to be devoted to the fellowship. For many of us that listen here, the fellowship is Veracity Chapel. For some of you, the fellowship may be Calvary Church in Lancaster County. For some of you, uh, the fellowship might be, um, oh, Fairport, Fairport Baptist Church. No, it's in Fairport near Reedville. Uh, Fairport Baptist. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. You'd have to fill in the blanks for us there, Priscilla, because I don't recall. But to be the fellowship. It isn't just loose fellowship. And hey, I ran into a Christian somewhere and we got to have a little bit of, um, you know, some food and, and talk about Jesus a little bit. But but being 
committed, devoted to the local fellowship. A fourth piece says to the breaking of bread. Now, in, in my estimation, as I look at that, at least this Bible teacher will tell you, I think that that is communion. I think the breaking of bread is is not just the idea of having meals together in, in this instance. I think that comes later in this passage. Personally, I think this is talking about having communion together. And, and you know, uh, some of us have grown up in uh, environments where we think you have to have, have the little trays and little cups and you have to have a deacon present to serve. To serve. No, uh, you can have a group of people in your home and you're talking about Jesus and you have a rich fellowship. So, you know, I've got some bread, I've got some juice, and this is a good reason to keep that little six-pack six of uh, Welch's grape juice. You can buy little six-packs of little, like, pint-size um bottles that are sealed so just have it in your cupboard and so when you have people over you can pull it out and say hey let me pour this into a glass and i'll get some bread we can dip we can fellowship we, we can think about the the ministry the, the life the ministry the crucifixion the burial the resurrection of jesus we can celebrate his death until he comes so to the breaking of bread personally i think that is talking about communion hmm Makes me think maybe we need to do that a lot more frequently than we do it. I I, I fall off. I, I'm so consumed with thinking about what I'm preaching that I, I don't always think that I need to bring us back to the table. That is a failure on my part. I acknowledge it. But to the breaking of bread, small groups can break bread in their homes. Uh, you can have a group of people in just for a visit and break bread in your homes. The breaking of bread being communion, and there is a fourth element. The the Three elements so far. Element number one, the apostles' teaching. We would liken that to the Word of God. Uh, element number two, to the fellowship, that they were devoted to um, uh, to the local fellowship, to the local church, uh, to the breaking of bread, like in a basement with just a couple of families, as Anthony Bear saying to us here, welcome, Anthony. Love to have you here from northwestern Pennsylvania. I will say this about Anthony. We you pray for Anthony and his uh, wife Simone. Uh, they they have uh, just they, they've got kids, and uh, one of their kids has uh, is one that uh, has had a lot of health issues. And just if you think of Anthony and Simone, uh, pray for them. Uh, his his parents and I uh, grew up together. His parents are just a tad older than me. Let me get back into here. In fact, I'll put the comments up like this. Um, but uh, best of friends, a dear, dear family, and I just love having you along, Anthony. And Anthony's done ministry along the way, uh, church ministry. And uh, uh, so uh, we just lift them. Lord, we just stop right now and lift this dear, dear family to you and, and pray you continue to strengthen them, uh, continue to uh, minister to them, uh, they just get settled into routine and something happens. But, Lord, you have, you've been gracious to them, and we pray you continue to be gracious to them uh, and uh, that you would provide their every need, minister to them in the, the deepest recesses of their souls. Lord, we just, uh, we just lift them up to you uh, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, back into this text here where we, where we have been. We have covered three things. Um, 
the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the idea of, of being committed to a local body, uh, the breaking of bread, uh, that is, uh, in my liking, communion is how I liken that. Uh, it isn't liking like I like it, but it's it's how I view it. I, I think it's the breaking of bread. But then there is the fourth element in verse 42. For, verse 42 gives us, I believe, tracks on which to run in the local church, the last piece being into prayer. Uh, for us, honestly, at this juncture, I believe this is a weak link for us. Not that we don't have people who pray. I know we do. We, we do pray sometimes like we just did here this morning. But it's an area certainly that could be strengthened, especially as you look at the early church and how they came together and how they prayed uh, and what they did. Um, certainly it's an area that, that we can come back to and say we need to do more. Four things. Being devoted to the Word of God. Being devoted to the local church being devoted to the breaking of bread, uh, communion, and being devoted to prayer. You know, Claire, I'm thinking maybe on those Wednesday mornings, uh, maybe that would be a time for to have those little juice bottles there and, and break bread together even at that prayer time. I will throw this out there to, to anybody, to all of you that are listening, anybody that may listen uh, later on, if you have time availability on a Wednesday morning, even I, even I can't always be there because it's just so many directions I have to go um, and, and varieties of people to see and praying other places and things of that nature. But if you have time availability at 930 on a Wednesday morning, some of you do have, I would encourage you free yourself up, go on down to the church, 26 South Main Street in Morrill and join with some others who pray. You know, maybe we need to make it a goal. We, we've been sitting downstairs around the tables just inside the back door there by my office. We, maybe we need to make it a prayer goal that we would fill up that table with prayer warriors. That would be a start, you know, instead of the, the three, four, five people who come out to make it a prayer goal that we would have uh, maybe a dozen people there praying on a Wednesday morning, praying fervently. And, and Claire's right, we need four more prayer warriors. I need to maybe do better about making sure I don't allow anything else to get scheduled during that time. Um, but going to <laughs> all the directions I'm going, sometimes it, it's there's only so many hours. But see, here I am I making an excuse. So I've already made a commitment for this week. Next week, I'll be in Israel. The week after that, I'll be in Israel. Uh, but the week after that, I need to stop allowing it being anything to crowd at that time. You might not go for the whole time. You might show up at 930 and say, hey, I'm here to pray. I got 15 minutes. Let's pray. Uh, you might show up at 10 o'clock and say, okay, I've arrived at 10 o'clock. I've got 15 minutes. I've come to pray with you. I just want to encourage more prayerfulness. And it's something our elders are working on that we need to get more uh, off the ground that way for more prayer. Four tracks to run on in this verse. Verse 42, the apostles' teaching fellowship, breaking bread to prayer. Then notice what it says. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders, miraculous signs were done by the apostles. Friends, what if we were together praying more? Is it possible that we would see many more wonders and, and miraculous signs? It says done by the apostles. I, I would just say accomplished through prayer. What could be accomplished by concerted, focused prayer? Speaking of prayer, put on your calendar 
May the 4th. May the 4th is the annual National Day of Prayer, wherever you are. Uh, I hope that your church will participate or participate maybe with other churches. Uh, Veracity Chapel will be participating with 8 to 10 other local churches here in Waldo County uh, that evening. I believe it's at 6.30. I will be in Israel, unfortunately, and fortunately and unfortunately. Or uh, And that will be taking place at... Uh, Faith Temple over on Route 52, just up past the YMCA. I pray that you would uh, that you would go to that prayer gathering. I encourage you to go. What miraculous things could happen with more prayer? So we pray and ask God to do even more. Verse 42 says, all the believers were together. Keeping an eye on the time here, all the believers were together, had everything in common. I mean, there was sharing. Uh, we tend to be uh, very individualistic in some ways in the life of the modern church. Uh, but the idea of, of community, they had community among them, and that's something we'll be teaching on this year, uh, seven characteristics of true community, uh, that, that we need to develop more community among ourselves at our church. And... Uh, uh, but they had, they were together. The idea of being together, the idea of having everything in common, isn't that they were all alike. It wasn't. This isn't saying that it's like cookie cutter Christian type of thing that they were all like, you know, wore the same type of clothes. And it's not talking about that. The idea of everything in common. They were sharing with each other. They, they prayed with each other, and and when there were needs, they they helped each other with the needs, and all those things were true. Then you continue on, verse 44, it says all the, well, verse 45, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. Now, now sometimes it was the idea that they, uh, uh, just gave gifts. And, and some of you are, are monsters at this, monsters in a good way, monster like a monster energy drink. Uh, you, you bring energy, uh, Maybe you don't like monster energy drinks either, but but the idea of monster, I mean, you're just huge at this, large. This, this is a gift that some of you have. It, it might not even be being selling your possessions and goods, but the idea of giving to people as they have need, you you some, it's just the gift that some have. Um, but selling their possessions and goods, now here's a thought. What if we were like that? What if we saw the needs and said, well, I don't need that? Uh, here is a book suggestion. Some of you may have read this book before or studied this book. It's called Radical by David Platt. Uh, it, it, it's it's quite a story. Even just reading the, the first chapter is enough just to, uh, it's like I said yesterday, sometimes all you have to do is see the name on the cover, and that's enough to get you all, uh, all excited, spiritually convicted, inspired, and encouraged. Uh, but to read the, the first chapter or so, where you read about a church down in the South that realized they were spending lavish on themselves when they could be doing things like drilling wells in various places of the world. And so the doctors and lawyers and all the professional folk that were part of that church said, you know what, I'm going to drive this car for another year uh, instead of getting a new one like I usually do. And uh, you know what, instead of adding on to my house, I'm going to help build something in, in another part of the world. Uh, or instead of buying that bigger house, so we're going to keep the house that we have, or uh, things of that nature. I think you're getting the point. They, they figured out ways to be of benefit to other people around the world. And so w verse 45, 
talking about this, uh, you know, selling their possessions and goods they gave to everyone as they had need. What we tend to do is give it all away to Goodwill uh, and let them sell it and make the money on it. Verse 46, we're going to finish this passage. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. That was the place of worship often. So they met every day for worship. It says they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Now broke bread together. It may be that they communed in their homes and ate together. Uh, I've always taught that now verse 46 is talking the idea that they had meals in their homes because broke bread and ate together are those two separate things that are happening, or is that one thing that is happening, having a meal together? Either way is a good thing. If it's the breaking of bread in their homes, uh, meaning communion, fantastic. And also they had meals together in their homes with glad and sincere hearts. You notice the net uh, the net gain in this in verse 47. It says, in praising God and enjoying all the, fa- the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. Sometimes we think we've got to come up with this some big strategy or something like that. When sometimes all that's really needed is if we would be devoted to those things that we've just read about in verse forty-two uh, and forty-three, and, and then verse forty-five and forty-six, we might just see an incredible outpouring. Uh, we're looking for some other strategy. What's the gimmick? What's the trick? What if we applied? Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 46. Then might we see verse 47 come to fruition. Lord, help us to live. Help us to get on these tracks. Help us to be more prayerful. Help us to be more word-focused. Help us to be more devoted to our local fellowship. Help us to be more devoted to commemorating you through prayer. Help us to to open our homes or to go to somebody else's home more frequently uh, that we might break bread. Uh, Lord. May we become so flavorful that the people around us here in Waldo County want want what we have in Jesus. Lord, that's our prayer today. Lord, hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, have a great day. It's a little rainy out there today, but uh, make it a good one anyway. See you tomorrow.